No stranger to you, Pastor Joseph Collini from Strongsville Christian Church in Strongsville, Ohio. Thank you for being with us. I'd like to greet everyone and welcome everyone to Strongsville Christian Church. Today's message is called Healing Waters. Amen. Healing Waters. You know, now, if you go to John 5, 6, it says, When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? This man had been in this condition for a long time. And Jesus asked him, all-knowing God, do you want to get well? Why would Jesus ask someone, do you want to get well? Because some of us, we are accustomed to a certain disease, a certain weakness, a certain handicap, and that's all we ever know. And some people, it actually frightens them the idea that their life can change in a way that they've never experienced. All they've ever known was weakness. All they've ever known was pain. All they've ever known was handicaps, shortcomings. All they've ever known was addictions and struggles and pain and suffering. They have not known anything else. They don't know any other way. And Jesus asked the question, do you want to be made well? In other words, do you want to be healed? Now, I'm asking you, why would Jesus ask someone, do you want to get well? And then my other question that I'm not going to answer, why would anyone not want to be made well? That's my question for you. And I, I, I don't want to answer that question because I don't want to muddy down what the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. I don't want to get into the I don't want to get in the way of the Holy Ghost by even attempting to answer that question. Do you want to be made well? Are there people surrounded in your life that don't want to be made well? And you're trying to make someone well who doesn't even want to be made well. Are you spending and investing all your energy on someone who doesn't even want to be healed their own self? So I ask you this question for you to find out the reason on your own. Do you want to be made well? Are you prepared to drink from the healing waters? You see, because there comes a pain in life. There comes a pain in life that is so intense that it will take away your desire to want to see another day. 
I said, there's a pain in life that is so intense that it'll take away your desire to even want to live. There's a pain that this life can deliver you that takes away your enjoyment of food, takes away your peace, takes away your joy, and it could get so intense that you can't stand. I've been there before. In fact, it was at that point that I actually cried out to God and I presented God with this question, God, if you're real, as an atheist, I ask God, if you're real, you help me right now. And if you don't, I don't want to see another day. You see, sometimes... God allows pain to come into our life, not causes it. Sometimes we bring pain in our own life by our own mistakes. And then other times, other people bring pain in our life by their mistakes that they do towards us. But it could bring us to a place spiritually, mentally, emotionally, where we know that if we don't drink these healing waters, we're not going to make it. Have you been there before? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's some people that Jesus is asking the question today, do you want to be made well? Sometimes you have not had enough yet. I ask the inmates in prison every other week when I go down there, do you got another number left in you? What does that mean? That means, do you have another case left in you? In other words, when you get out of prison this time, are you not done yet? Do you need to hit another lick? Do you need to rob another bank? Do you need to sell some more drugs? Do you still need to cheat and rob and do people wrong do you still got something left in you that you have not yet learned your lesson see some people are not ready to be made well are you there yet have you run out of numbers inmate numbers and i recognize i'm not in prison right now we're in strongsville christian church the most glorious church on the planet of earth Amen to the glory of God. Amen. We're not in prison, so I'm not talking to you like an inmate, but I want to tell you that some people are locked up from addictions. They're incarcerated from their emotions. They're wounded from the hurt of life, and they need to be released. And I want to know, am I talking to you? Have you had enough? Are you ready to be made well? Because I got to tell you, there is no scenario in the Bible where they walked to Jesus and they left the same way. Every single person that came to Jesus with a sickness, he healed them. And the Bible even takes an extreme scenario. He said because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief, he could not perform many signs and wonders. 
Doesn't mean he didn't perform signs and wonders. Even in their unbelief, he still performed signs and wonders. Even in their doubt, even in their familiarity with Jesus, they said, isn't this uh, so-and-so's brother and -and so-and-so's sisters? Isn't this the carpenter's son? And even then, it says he could not perform many signs and wonders, but yet he still did. Just not many. Amen. I want to talk to you today about healing water. We need healing waters to recover from the faithful wounds of this world. How many know this can be a cold, brutal, relentless world? Because the enemy, the adversary, the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And sometimes I say lion, and other times I say lying. Amen? Because he is the father of lies. And this world can be harsh. It could have no mercy. But how many of you know this pain that we go through that the enemy wants to afflict on us, it could cause us to run to the healing waters. It could cause us to run with every ligament, with every joint, with every knee supplied by God and cause us to run to the healing waters and dive in. And I'm telling you today, we're getting ready to do an ugly, sloppy baptism today. It's not going to be pretty. There might be tears and snot. But I'm telling you, when God gets done, they're going to drink the healing waters and never be ashamed again in Jesus' name. Yeah, the world has faithful wounds, but God is a faithful healer. And he wants to heal you with his love. Do you know, no matter how deep you've been wounded, God's love is deeper. No matter how much pain you've encountered, how much rejection, how much disappointment, can I tell you that the love of God runs much deeper? He'll meet you at your deepest wound. He's right here waiting for you. Asking the question, do you want to be made well? Amen. If I was a deacon in this church, I would have ran around in laps on that one. If I was an elder, that would have been my cue to do a cartwheel down the aisle. Amen. You know, I I want to tell you, I, I, I want this church to be set apart. I really desire that this church will be different. I'm around a lot of pastors that they have education. They have credentials. But I have to say, and I say it out of truth and love, they don't have faith. They really don't believe the Bible that they have degrees in. 
They know they got it memorized. They can preach it. They can articulate it. But they actually don't believe the Bible, that, that God is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. They really don't believe that God is a healer. And I'm surrounded by people that suffocate me. I'm surrounded by people who don't actually believe that God is a healer. God is a deliverer. They'll put more faith in doctors than they will in the Word of God. They put more faith in medication than they do in the Holy Spirit. They put more faith in this world than they do in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want this to be a church that's different. I want this to be a church where we stand on the Word of God, that we're willing to be a fool for Christ so that God can be glorified. I'm not saying that in our flesh we're proud and we're better than anyone else. No, I want us to be humble and holy to the glory of God. And I'm a pastor. I I will never condemn you. If you smoke crack before you walk through this door, you smoke crack when you walk out, I will love you. I will love you. But I'm someone that will stand with you. If you are sick, if you are sick, I will open the doors of this church. I will welcome you to come to this pulpit. I'm not wearing a mask and gloves. I will put anointing oil on your head and put a demand on God's word that he's able to heal you. Not by me, not by might, not by strength, not by title, but by the spirit of the living God. I will stand with you and believe God and his word that he is a healer, he is a deliverer, and he's got healing waters to everyone who is thirsty. Are you thirsty? Do you hunger? Are you ready to receive a drink of water? But not just any old water, not just muddy waters, polluted waters, dirty waters. I want some smart water, mineral water, healing waters in Jesus' name. Let me talk to you today, folks, about the faithful wounds of this world. I know about these faithful wounds. I've received them. Some of you have received them from church. Some of you received them from pastors. I've been wounded by a pastor before, multiple pastors. I've been wounded by family members, by friends. The Bible even says faithful are the wounds of the friends, but the kisses of the enemies are deceit. That's what the Bible says. But we're not here to lift up the devil. We're here to beat him down to the ground in Jesus' name. Genesis 37, 23. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe. And folks, this is what you're going to find out. You think if you get that Cadillac... You're going to earn the respect of other people, not knowing that as you prosper, it's going to cause those who are supposed to love you to want to strip it from you. 
It will cause them to envy you. In fact, you don't really know who your friends are when you're poor, down and out, beat down, struggling. You don't know who your friends are. Everyone loves you when you make them look good. When you're poor and struggling, you don't know who your friends are. Once you start to get the victory and you start to prosper in God, now you find out who your friends are. Can they tolerate when you do good? Can they tolerate when God delivers you? Can they tolerate when God sets you free and they're still not? Now you start to find out who your friends are when you get the robe of many colors. Until you got that robe, you just blend in like everyone else. But God did not call us to blend in. He called us to be set apart for his glory. But they will try to strip that robe from you. But don't cry over the robe that has many colors. God's got a robe that has more colors than that. Come on in, brother Larry. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for brother Larry. You ain't getting away. You're coming back in Jesus' name. My first member and my best member in Jesus' name. He's got to use the bathroom. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Now, folks, I will only do that to Brother Larry. I will never do that to any of you. You have to work your way up to that ridicule status. Amen. Me and Brother Larry got a report, and he'll give it back to me. Amen. (laughs) In Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. Folks, the devil will use people close to you. They will take your robe. They will strip it from you. But don't cry over the robe. Don't cry over the robe. In fact, God will allow the enemy to strip you of your robe only because he's got a royal robe that will be received from the king of Egypt. Whatever God allows you to be stripped of, it's only because he's going to replace it with something better. But we can't see past the robe of many colors. We're blinded by that one blessing. If God allows it to be taken, it's only because he's got something substantially better someone say go ahead and strip me of my robe you can have that one you can have you could rip it up dip it in blood you could do whatever you want with it because I'm getting ready to go into the healing waters and so they stripped him of his robe the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and they threw him in a cistern, which is a well. And the cistern was empty. Sometimes you will get thrown into empty wells with no water. You'll get thrown into places that are supposed to have water, but you'll find out that they are dry to the bone. It says the cistern was empty and there was no water in it. Don't worry about the empty well. Sometimes you have to go through empty wells to make it to the kingdom. Sometimes you're going to get stripped. You're going to get abandoned, left for dead. Someone say that's part of the process. Just wait until I come out. And I'm not going to be in an empty well no more. You might find yourself in an empty well right now. As I'm speaking. You don't have the joy. Your joy is empty. 
Your peace is empty. Your hope is empty. You're just sitting in an empty well wondering how in God's green earth did I get here? And I want to encourage you, if that's you today, and you're in an empty well, I want to encourage you that God is not done yet. He's not done. He is a strategist. He is an architect. And his love runs deep. Amen? When we drink healing water, and this is what we're all going to do. I refuse that your coming here today will be in vain. I refuse. When you leave, you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. That his word will not return back void. When we drink healing waters... Healing becomes part of who we are. Now, I normally would stand in front of this here, or where this baptism tank is. How many would like to see that? How many would like to see Pastor get in here and preach the rest of the message from up here, inside the waters? Oh, that's too bad. Ain't happening. <laughs> Get you another pastor. But I will stand here for a moment because I want to talk to you. How many heard the saying, hurt people hurt people? Wounded people wound people. Why is that? Because whatever is in us will come out. Out of the heart comes the abundance of mouth. Here's the thing. Just as hurt people hurt people, wounded people wound people, healed people heal people, delivered people deliver people, people that have joy provide joy, those that have laughter produce laughter, because whatever it is, we are created to reproduce, and it's designed by God that it's going to come out of us. But first, before it comes out of us, it must go into us. How many know what water actually is? Water is H2O, right? What does that mean, H2O? What's the H stand for? Hydrogen. Two hydrogen atoms combined with one oxygen atom produces the chemical structure of water. Even to this day, scientists don't really actually understand how water operates and how it responds. They don't really understand how it is that when a water freezes and becomes an ice cube, it doesn't drop down to the bottom, it surfaces to the top. You see, H2O is three properties. It's like the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. H2O, two hydrogen atoms combined with an oxygen atom forms water. And for those of you that are in the medical field, you know that sometimes there are patients 
that need to get water intravenously interjected into their system so that it brings in water into their blood system. But they need an HIV intravenously received. Intravenously, not HIV. They need it intravenously received. The water has to go into the bloodline. Right? And there are three different types of IV. Intravenously received. There are patients that suffer from edema, which means that they need a certain level of salt combined with water so that it removes excess water out of their system. And then there are other IVs that will actually put waters into the cellular level to hydrate you in a way that you could not receive through the oral consumption. And it's the same way with Jesus. Some of us, Jesus needs to take some stuff out of our blood system so that we could be healed. And other of us, we need Jesus to put some things into us through our blood system. God has healing waters intravenously ready to be received for you today, right here and right now to the glory of God. When you get hooked up to the IV of the blood of Jesus, I'm telling you, you will never be the same. In Jesus' name, whatever it is, you need things removed, you need things added. How many of you know God will supply all your needs? Are you ready to drink healing waters today? I remember there was a time that I had food poison, and no matter what I did, I could not get hydrated. I was nailing Gatorades, drinking bottles of water, mixing salt up with it. All those things, it would go in and it would come out of us. I said it would go in and then it would come out. It's the same way with Christians. Sometimes they go to church, they hear the word of God, it goes in and it comes right out. And they don't retain it. See, God wants to retain it through you. He has to go into the bloodline. He has to give you new blood. God is saying, I want you to drink of these healing waters. Healing waters in such a way that you could not do it on your own. God said, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to show off my sovereignty. I'm going to show you that if without my intervention, you can't do it. I did not deliver myself from pornography. It wasn't my strength. It wasn't therapy. How many know pornography is one of the most powerful addictions. Cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes. I love cigarettes. One of the most powerful addictions is nicotine, alcohol, marijuana. I had all these addictions that there's no way I could do it. I didn't use NA. I didn't use AA. I didn't use counseling. I didn't use medication. I went straight to the throne of God. I drunk of the healing waters, and God delivered me and set me free. God said, I'm no respecter of persons. If I'll do it for one, I'll do it for all. God is just asking the question today, do you want to be made well? Are you tired? Do you need to be restored? Do you need to be refreshed? There are some things that the enemy has put on you, and it is not your identity. It is not who you are. 
God will remove what the enemy put on you. I said God will remove what the enemy put on you. God will remove what the enemy put in you. And he'll put something different in you that will bring forth wells of living water. Someone say, I need some wells of living water. I'm ready to drink. I'm thirsty. I feel parched. I feel dehydrated. I am ready to drink. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. What's he talking about? Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Smoke all the cigarettes. You won't have enough. After you're done, you'll say to yourself, self, I could use another one. Drink all the alcohol you want. After you're done, you'll say to yourself, self, I need just one more drink. Smoke all the weed like chi-chi-chong. And after the next day, you'll say, I could use another blunt. Why? Because you'll always need to drink again. Do all the pornography until your eyes bleed blood drops of tears. And the next day you'll say, I need some more pornography. All the fornication, all the everything. Same way with money. You'll never have enough money. Someone will give you $1 million. Just give it to you. And you'll be like, why didn't he give me $2 million? Because the flesh is never satisfied. You can't satisfy the soul, the longing soul, with things of this world. You could try it. Believe me, your pastor, I tried it. I tried it. No holds barred. I gave myself to the world. And at the end of the day, I wasn't satisfied. But I've tasted the healing waters. And I got satisfaction for the longing soul. And I got to tell you, it's better. It's better in God. It says, but whoever drinks of the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up into eternal life. How many of you know this, this planet that we live on called Earth? How many know it's made up of 70% water? Did you know that? This Earth was made up of 70% water, and there is small traces of water in almost anything and everything, even metal. If you put it under enough fire, it will turn to liquid. Or it will disappear. How many of you know a baby? My sister's baby right there, Anna Marie. What's your baby's name? Isaiah. He's getting dedicated today, right? Little Isaiah. Bless his heart. Someone say, oh. 
little Isaiah. Did you know that little Isaiah's as a baby, his water content in his body is about 70%. At birth, the body of a baby is the same percent as the planet of Earth. Coincidence? I think not. But as little Isaiah grows up older, his water percentage will start to diminish. It'll start to go down. He will, little poor Isaiah, his water percentage will start to drop down to about 50%. And folks, this is what happens in life, that as our water percent drops down, we're going to need some healing waters. Amen? And Jesus said, but whoever drinks of this water will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Amen? God gives us instructions for what we can do that will result in what only he can never do. Let me read that one more time. God gives us instructions for what we can do that results in what only he can do. I think I'm supposed to say never, not never, and only what he can do. You get the point. Let's try that again, church. God gives us instructions for what we can do that results in what only he can do. In other words, God doesn't ask you to deliver yourself from addictions, from struggles, from all these challenges of the world. God don't ask you to deliver yourself. He even said to the Pharisees, oh, great physician, heal yourself. In other words, he knows that you don't got it within you. You need him to intervene in your life and empower you to do what you could never do. But he don't ask you to do that. All he asks you to do is take yourself, wake up, put your alarm clock on, put your clothing on, put some gas in the car, drive to church, and hear the word of God. See, God asks us to do simple things, and in those simple acts of obedience, he'll do for us what we could never do on our own. Because he's a good, good, someone say good, Good God. In Exodus 15, 22, it says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. How many know how many days you can live without water? How many? Three. Anybody else? 30? It's closer to three days that you could live without water. It's not a long time. Some may say a week, but anything much past a week without water. Now, when I say without water, I'm talking about no water because you could eat watermelon every day and be okay because it's watermelon. Amen? So there are foods that have water in it. I'm talking about no water. You can't live for very long without that. Amen? So here these folks were panicking because they knew that if they didn't get some water quickly, they weren't going to make it. 
It says, for three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink it. They could not drink its water because it was bitter. Imagine that. You're roaming around following this this prophet, this man of God, who leads you out into the wilderness, and you're walking around in a desert. And finally, when you find the thing that you had hoped for, it's bitter, and you can't drink it. And that's why the place was called Mara. Parents, do not name your children Mara. It means bitter. Not a good child's name. Amen? And so the people grumbled against Moses. You see, when you find yourself suffering, the first thing that people do, they attack the man or woman of God. That's what happens. In the flesh, the flesh is looking to attack somebody to comfort their fact that they have no water. The comfort, the fact, you see, because misery loves comfortable or comfort. Why? Because they want, that misery loves company. And if you're miserable, you want other people to be miserable. Married people have no idea what I'm talking about. I said married people have no idea what I'm saying. If you're unhappy, you want others to be unhappy. And they grumbled against who? Moses, saying, what are we to drink? And then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And he threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. You see, God has a piece of wood in your life. He uses the most foolish things to confound the wise. But what happened is they came to the man of God. God did not show the wood to the people. God showed the wood to the leader. And if the leader is not hearing from God, then the people will never be satisfied. Because the leader needs to be connected to the living God. But God has some wood available that we're going to throw into the waters and turn bitter waters into usable waters. You see, this is what God wants to do in every one of our lives. He wants to take the wood and throw it into the waters so that the things that you could not use, the things that you saw no value in, the things that were overlooked, the things that you have given up on, God will take a piece of wood, throw it into the water, and make it usable, drinkable to the glory of God. Let the church say 
Amen. When God heals us, he heals others through us. Amen. Did you not know that God, not only does he love you so much, but he wants to use you as an oracle to love other people through you. You see, I recognize that when God saved me, he did not just save me for me. He saved me because he wanted to use me to bring other people to healing waters. You see, the pain that you've gone through, the suffering that you've gone through, the experiences that you've gone through is never in vain when God steps in. He will turn things around. He will flip things upside down. He will take your shame into fame. He will give you a new story for his glory. Just let God take the wood and throw it into the water and receive drinkable water. It's going to be healing waters. Everything that you've gone through, God does not waste any tear that you dropped. He doesn't waste any pain that you've went through. He doesn't waste any failure. He doesn't waste any disappointment, any rejection, any hurt, any disappointment. He will utilize it all for his glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And John... 737 it says in the last day the great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst or any woman thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, you know what's interesting about that is that in the backyard of where me and my wife live, we have a creek in our backyard. And there's an old saying, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Anyone ever heard that saying? Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I've seen our creek rise. And I saw a little innocent stream, even the creek in the backyard. I've seen that stream, that little innocent stream of two inches become so powerful that it caused erosion. It removed big rooted trees. Once that water level got high enough, it actually uprooted trees that were there for hundreds of years. Deep rooted trees from a little itty bitty creek. The water rise to such a level that it changed the borders. Creeks become streams and streams become rivers and rivers become sources of food they become sources of water they become borders and boundaries for countries and every river every stream every creek it all started with two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. Everything that you see in this life that would make you be amazed, it started with one drop of water. 
every creek, every stream, every river, every ocean, it started with one drop of water. And that river became so powerful that it actually chiseled through stones. It chiseled through landscape. And the Bible says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers, life giving, life changing, monumental rivers of living water. But he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus has not or was not yet glorified. When Jesus talked about his glorification, he was talking about him being crucified on the cross. His glorification was being crucified on the cross because he loved us. He endured crucifixion. That was his glorification so that we could receive rivers of living water to flow through us to make an impact in this life. And this is my prayer that we do not drown from unbelief. That we do not drown from unbelief. That God will increase your faith. He will increase your faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so this is my desire that God will increase the faith of every person here. And I got to tell you, God is faithful and he knows how to make himself real to you. Those that are struggling with unbelief, those that are struggling with doubt, God is a master. He took me. I was an atheist. I didn't believe that God was real. And he proved himself to me that without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I know within the depth of my bone that God is real, that God is good, that he's almighty and all powerful in the same way that God made himself known to me I pray that God will make himself known to you that you know that there is no doubt there is no unbelief there is no rejecting that Jesus is real that he is alive are you ready to drink of these healing waters healing waters they transfer our status. Someone say transfer. Are you ready to transfer? Healing waters transfer our status from an enemy of God to a friend of God. Amen. All of us without Jesus, we are enemies of God. Did you know that? All of us without Jesus, we are an enemy of God. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me so. 
But through these healing waters, you do not need to stay an enemy of God. God desires. He went through great lengths, great extremes, great sacrifice, so that you are not an enemy of God, but you are become a friend of God. The Bible says, a servant does not know the master's plans, but a friend does. See, you tell friends things that you would not tell enemies. In fact, you hope that your enemies never find out some things that you tell a friend. And God today, he wants to reveal knowledge, understanding, wisdom, love, power, deliverance, healing, miracles. He wants to expose these things to you so they become part of your blood. They become part of who you are. That when you're surrounded by people who have no hope, you're surrounded by wounded souls, walking dead, creatures of this planet, that you will be able to give them the healing waters. Every single one of you, God said, I chose you. You didn't get here by mistake. You didn't get here by coincidence. You got here through the sovereignty of God. God predestined. He ordained you to be right where you are. Even you didn't know that you would be here. But God said, I knew that you would be here on 312 at this time right here. Ready to receive from him. In Romans 5.10, it says, For if while we were, we were what? Read it with me, church. While we were what? See, a lot of us, we thought that we were unique. We thought we were the black sheep. We thought we were something different. But the Bible said from the very beginning, that we were all before Christ, natural born enemies of God. And Jesus stepped up the plate. He stepped up to the plate to do something about that. It says, We were reconciled to Him through the death of Jesus. How much more? Having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Amen. God is turning enemies to friends. God is turning enemies to friends. God is turning enemies to friends. Enemies to friends. Family that was enemies to friends. Strangers that were enemies to friends. How much more shall we be saved through his life? Not John 3.16, but Matthew 3.16. As soon as Jesus 
was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened up and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son who I love with I am well pleased. Now, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? She said yes. Let's get a Lord a hand clap. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Let's get a Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He said, yes, I do. He said it with boldness. There you go right there. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Congratulations. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. <laughs> You're getting baptized in holy water, healing waters. Amen. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. A new creature in Christ. Amen. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And now baptize your name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Father God, I pray a special blessing over them right now that the power of the Holy Spirit will indwell in them in Jesus' name, Father God. I pray for the fire of God to enter into them right now for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This is Pastor Joseph Collini. And this is Sister Rhonda Collini. From Strongsville Christian Church. Did you know there's four habits for a successful Christian? One, read your Bible. Two, pray every day. Three, be rooted in a Bible-believing church with a godly pastor. Four, win your friends and family to Christ. 
isn't it time to break the curse of sin, break the curse of sickness, and break the curse of poverty? Repeat this sincere prayer with Sister Rhonda Collini. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sin. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead and that he's coming back again for me. Fill me now with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are now my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Always remember, Jesus loves you. Come and join us at Strongsville Christian Church located at 19132 Temple Drive in Strongsville, Ohio every Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you're watching this and you're deciding, um, should you serve God? Does God have more for me? Even if you might find yourself believing that you're serving God, but you're living a double mind, you're straddling the fence, you're going back and forth, you're not really fully committed. I got to tell you, it's better with God. I, I've lived on the side of evil. I know what it's like to be have a heart full of hatred, greed, uh, you know, sinful life. And I got to tell you, it's better with God. You know, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If you get right with God, God has things that you cannot imagine. But I want to ask you, uh, just repeat after me. Father God, Father I'm God, asking you now, asking you now to, come into my heart. to come into my heart. I'm asking you to I'm forgive asking me of my sins. I repent of my I sins right my now. Sins. I want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm believing that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, that he paid the price that I could not pay. I plead the blood of Jesus over me, and I'm asking that Jesus Christ would now be my new Lord and Savior. I believe that he died died on the cross, rose again three days later because he loved me. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you've prayed that prayer and have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is done. Now you have to ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit yes. so he could lead you, guide you, and comfort you yes. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Also, with uh, with tides, there is a blessing. It you know we 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 get we get to give back ten percent of everything that God has given us, which is you know I mean it's all God's, and it's not always in a monetary. It's it's not always monetary. In return, God would give you favor. He would rebuke the devourer. He would strengthen your lives. He would intercede on your behalf in your, in your family's life. And he is able to give you the victory no matter where you are in things. And all it takes is the faith to step out and let God be a blessing in your life. <laughs>